So anyone who knows me well knows that I love good food. Uh, to me, good food shows how amazing and generous and loving our God is. I mean, just think about it. Food is something that we all need to survive. It's among the most basic human need. And to meet that need, God could have made food bland and boring, but he didn't. He created all sorts of varieties of food and spices, and their combinations are limitless, and you can experiment and put things together to create something new and incredible and amazing. This last weekend, we went and spent some time with some family, and my brother-in-law made these pork belly tacos. I mean, honestly, it was one of the best things that I have ever eaten. It was crispy, marinated pork belly, pineapple salsa, sriracha mayo, and you put all of those different things on a corn tortilla, and man, it just creates this amazing symphony of flavors. But, but not only does food taste good, and not only do we enjoy it, but, but more importantly, it keeps us alive. You know, there are things that as human beings, food being among them, that we need on a daily basis to live. And so today we're looking at the part of the Lord's Prayer where Jesus says we come to God the Father to ask Him to meet those basic daily needs. So Jesus is teaching us this model prayer, and here's what we have looked at so far in the series. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then the line we're looking at today, he says, give us today the food that we need. Or if you memorize this, this prayer as a kid in a different translation, you probably memorize this line as, give us this day our daily bread. So this is the part of prayer where we bring our requests to God. This is the part where Jesus says we can ask God to provide for us, to meet needs for ourselves and for others. Now, one of the struggles I think a lot of us, I know myself included, have with prayer is that it often feels like, doesn't it, that our prayers are not effective. It feels like sometimes our prayers don't have a lot of power, like our prayers are not really accomplishing anything. And maybe sometimes, not always, but maybe sometimes the reason for that could be because when, is because when we come to God in prayer, we skip right to this part of prayer. We only focus on this part of prayer where we're asking God for things. I mean, just think about the prayers that you pray. I know, sadly for me personally, the majority of my time in prayer is spent asking God for stuff. I mean, sadly, the majority of the time I spend in prayer is me bringing God my request. Much of the time when I come to God in prayer, I skip right over the worship. That, that's the part where Jesus says, may your name be kept holy. I skip right over that worship. And then I skip right over the part where I'm supposed to be surrendering myself to God's will. That's the part where Jesus says, God, may your kingdom come. May your will be done. I skip right over those parts and go to bringing my request to God. So maybe sometimes we need to ask, we need to think, is it, are our prayers powerless and weak? Because we skip right over the worship and right over the submission to God. And we go straight to asking God to meet our needs. And the reason that can make our prayers weak and ineffective is because when we first come to God in worship and we first come to God in surrender and we say, God, before I bring any request to you, I'm surrendering my will to you. I'm praying that your will be done. When we do that first, it realigns our motives. 
It realigns our desires and it resets our priorities of what we think we actually need. It changes how we pray. It changes the things we ask God to provide for us. For instance, if we just come straight out of the gate to God and say, God, I need a promotion at work. Well, well, maybe if we haven't surrendered ourselves fully to God yet, God would say, no, first you need to grow in your character so that when you get that promotion, you succeed in it and you don't flame out and get fired. Or maybe we come to God and right out of the gate, we don't worship, we don't surrender our will to Him or ask what He wants. We come right out of the gate and say, God, I need to find a spouse. I need you to bring me Mr. or Mrs. Right. And maybe God would say, no, what you need today is to first find your fulfillment and your joy in me. So that when I bring you a spouse, you don't look to them to provide something that only I can give you. Or maybe we come to God and, and something even more simple. We say, God, I need a new fishing boat. And listen, there's nothing wrong with desiring or working for a new fishing boat. But if we just come right out of the gate and say, God, this is what I need. Maybe God would say, no, what you need right now is to learn to be content with what I've already given you. See, when we start our prayers with worship and with surrender, as Jesus taught us to, then once we move to our request, it changes our perspective. But see, Jesus does say that after we've worshiped God for who He is and His holiness, and after we have surrendered our will and our life to Him, we are then welcome to bring our requests and our needs to God. He tells us, pray that God would provide our daily bread, the food that we need for today. Now, as you know, I don't have to tell you this, but, but most of us are so blessed in this area. I mean, our relationship to food is completely different than the disciples' relationship to food. I mean, just think about the things that we pray about when it comes to food. Fortunately for most of us, we don't have to pray and say, God, I don't know where my next meal is coming from. Please provide that today. Most of us don't have to pray that. Now, before we move on, understand that there are billions of people around the world and millions of people here in our country who do have to worry about that. And Jesus says, notice, he says, when we pray, we pray, give us, God, our daily bread. It's a communal prayer. So for the Christian, if hunger is not something that you struggle with, you don't need to skip right over this because Jesus is showing that the hunger of my brother and sister is not just a problem for them, it's a problem for me that I should also pray about. But most of us, we don't have to personally worry about praying that God would provide our daily bread, our food for today. Instead, what we pray for food, we pray crazy things for food, don't we? We sit around a table with fried chicken and sweet tea and mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and gravy. And what do we pray? We say, God, nourish this food to our bodies, which is insane, right? I mean, even as a kid, I remember sitting at the church potluck and someone would get up before the meal and they would pray, nourish this food to our bodies. And I remember even as a kid thinking, uh, I'm pretty sure God's not going to answer that prayer of taking sweet tea, fried chicken, and gravy to nourish our bodies. I don't think that's how this prayer thing is actually supposed to work. All right, but, but my point is, when we read this and it says, give us the food we need for today, that doesn't really sound like an issue for most of us. But for the disciples, remember, this would have been a very real issue. I mean, they didn't have refrigeration. 
Their food didn't have the preservatives that ours does today. So as the disciples are traveling around with Jesus, they don't have some great storehouse of food. I mean, every morning when they wake up, they didn't know for sure where their next meal was going to be coming from. So in this request, for God to provide for their daily basic needs. I think it reminds us of a few important things that were true for the disciples then, but are still true for us today. First of all, when we pray for God to provide our daily bread, to provide the food that we need today, it reminds us that God owns everything. Psalm 24.1 in the Old Testament says, The earth is the Lord and everything in it. That's saying that everything belongs to God. There is nothing that you or I have that God has not given us. So, so my home, according to Psalms, according to the Bible, my home is not mine. It's God's. The money in my bank account, that's not mine. That's God's. My, my super awesome cool minivan that I used to swear I would never drive, that's not my minivan. That's God's minivan. Every single thing that we have, including the food that we eat and our most basic needs that are met are from God and a gift from God because they belong to God. This is why when we pray, God, give us the food we need for today. God, meet our needs for today. It's a clear reminder in our hearts that everything is God's. He sends the rain so we can have water to drink. He provides the air that we breathe. He waters the crops so that we can have food to eat. So bringing our needs to God, it reminds us that everything belongs to Him. Secondly, praying for God to provide the food that we need today. This reminds us that we are dependent on God for everything. This sets us, the creation, apart from God the Creator. God is dependent on no one or no thing. He is altogether self-sufficient. God is never in need. But us, on the other hand, we are His creation and we are completely dependent on Him. I mean, just think about it. We are powerless to truly care for and provide for ourselves. Even in our most basic human need of food, we must rely on God. Now, I know what some of us may be thinking. We may be thinking, no, I don't rely on God for food. That's not true. I'm not relying on God. Um, you, you think, I work hard to provide food for myself and my family. You may think, I get up early. I mean, I work myself to death all day. I go to bed late. I work hard to put food on the table. And, and don't hear me wrong. I'm not denying that you work hard to provide for your family. But think about it logically. I mean, where did you get the ability to work hard and put food on your table? Did you give yourself that ability or was it given to you? If you work a manual labor job where you use your hands to provide, I mean, when you were born, did you do something right? Did you make the choice to be born into a body where your arms and your hands function like they do as opposed to someone else who may have been born with certain conditions where their arms and hands don't function like yours do? You didn't choose that. It was given to you. Or if you work a job where you primarily use your mind to get things done and to think through problems and to problem solve and accomplish tasks. I mean, do you understand how complex the human brain is? I certainly don't. But when you were born, did you choose to receive a brain that functions in a way where you're able to do that? Did you do something at birth to earn that? No, you didn't. God just gave that to you. 
And at any moment, those things can be taken away from us. Even though we may work a job to earn the money to provide food for ourselves, it's ultimately God who has given us the ability to be able to do that. And so when we pray, God, give us the food that we need today. God, meet our needs for today. It's a reminder that you and I are utterly and completely dependent on God for everything. The third and final thing it reminds us is that it reminds us that God cares about our needs. And this is another thing that makes prayer so incredible and so profound. The holy, righteous, creator God of the universe actually cares about our day-to-day lives and tells us to bring our basic needs and concerns to Him. And He says, bring them directly to me. I mean, that's amazing, right? Because if I'm God, when it comes to some of these minuscule daily basic needs, I mean, I would delegate that stuff off to some of my angels or something. I mean, you would think God would only be concerned with the major things going on in the world. Things like global pandemics or civil, civil wars. You would think um, those would be the things that are big deals to God. And all the other things that we care about, our daily needs, we would have to take that to someone else. But God says, no, even your most basic fundamental fears and needs, I want you to bring those to me too. It's not, if it's a really big deal, then come to me. But if it's something minor, take it to one of my angels. It's, no, you are my child, I am your father, and whatever you need or request, I want you to bring that directly to me. Well, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is 1 Peter 5, 7, which says, cast all your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. I love that it doesn't just say, cast your major anxieties on the Lord. Instead, it says, cast all your anxieties on the Lord. The big ones, the small ones, the ones you haven't told anyone else about, take them all to God. And why? Because He cares for you. God is a God who deeply cares about you, and He deeply cares about me. He didn't create us and then check out like an absentee father who left us on our own. He is an ever-present father who cares and who wants to provide for our daily needs so that we can remember how good he is and how much he loves us. But you see, I think this prayer is really pointing us to something bigger. When Jesus says we pray for our physical needs to be met, I think he's pointing us to something bigger. Because God doesn't just want to provide for our physical needs, although He does. More than that, He wants to provide for our spiritual needs. It's interesting that when Jesus is teaching us this prayer in this line, He says, pray that God would give us today our daily bread. Because that echoes something that Jesus taught His disciples on another occasion. John chapter 6, verse 35, this is what Jesus said. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. You see, all of us in life, we, we hunger for things, not just physical things, not just food. We hunger for other things. We hunger for meaning. We hunger for purpose. We hunger for joy. And we hunger for peace. And we hunger for satisfaction. But the sad reality is that oftentimes we go to all of these other things to try to meet those needs. We try to go to things that can never meet those needs. We try to go to our career or to relationship or to money to find joy and satisfaction. But those things can never truly fill us up. 
But what Jesus says there is he says, I am the bread of life and whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. See, God wants to meet those spiritual needs for us. He wants to provide those needs for us. He wants to give us peace and joy and fulfillment and satisfaction in life. But you see, that only comes from a relationship with Him. And the Bible tells us that the only way we can enter back into a relationship with God is through Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, this is why Jesus came. He came to this earth to live a perfect life, to die in our place, to rise from death on the third day, to meet our spiritual needs, to defeat sin on our behalf, to secure eternal life for us so that we could enter back into relationship with God the Father and have all those needs met. So as we close today, I would just ask you this question. Have you entered back into a relationship with God through the death and resurrection of Jesus? And if not today, wherever you are, you can put all your hope, all your trust, all your faith in Jesus to save you and bring you into relationship with God, where that relationship with God will meet all of your spiritual needs and you will never hunger again. If you need to do that, I'm going to pray and you can pray this prayer with me. God, I come to you right now. I realize that I have sinned against you, that I've turned away from you, that I've rebelled against you. And I know because of my sin, I deserve death and separation from you. But I believe, God, that you sent your son Jesus to live a perfect life that I couldn't, to die on the cross in my place and to rise from death on the third day so that I could receive the gift of eternal life. So today, God, I'm putting all my hope, all my faith, all my trust in Jesus to save me. I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want to receive the peace and the joy and the fulfillment in life that can only come from knowing you, God. So today I'm turning away from living for myself, and today I'm surrendering my life and everything to you. Thank you for hearing me, and thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name.